0: To MMBT, a podcast dedicated to music, movies, books, and TV shows. I am your commentator, Emilio. Okay, so uh, this episode is going to be about queerbaiting um, and uh, if it's ever really okay to queerbait. Um, and I know we get some, uh, someone saying queerbaiting is never okay in today's world. And you know what? be 100% with you if we lived in a perfect world. Uh, however, we do not live in a perfect world. Um, and so I don't know if it's a question of if it's good or not, um, but will it better ratings? And uh, I think it's Proven that uh, in some ways it does drive better ratings and it does bring bad view- viewers, and uh, I think it's something that we need to talk about. Um, now, a brief history for those who don't know what queer being is. Um, I'm assuming people you me, you do, but you never know. You might share there's somebody who doesn't. Um, so, queer bearing. Queer baiting is where you take two characters of the same gender, sex, um, and obviously we could gain the gender sets, now they're completely different. I'm not going to go there. So we're just going to leave it at that. Um, set them to be quote unquote just friends or quote unquote good pals. Um, but everything else about that interaction seems to scream, quote, Please, you are more than that, unquote. Um, and fandoms are created around them, and there's always a uh, hint that there may be, or there could be something more, but there isn't, and um, that's how you draw a fans. Um Now, grooming in itself, uh, I would say, is bad. However, as an asset and a way for show creators to bring people in, it's not necessarily bad. Um, Where I think is bad is when the show's creators and actors don't admit fully that, you know, yes, we're queerbaiting, that is what we're doing, and we have every intention of queerbaiting you, um, that's where I have the problem. Um because it brings us in with the intent that we're gonna watch it and there's gonna be a hope that something's gonna happen. Sorry as I had to turn my page. Um, for instance, uh a great examples of this is um, if you found me, if you probably found me on Twitter or Tumblr and you know that I'm a Swamp Queen fan. Um, and I think it's Swan Queen, now with season six wrapping up, is a prime example of how we not to Um, The show's creators basically let in season one right away, and you were sure that Emma Swan and Regina Mills were going to end up together. Um, and it ends with Emma Swan and Captain Hood together, who so maybe if I I been watching it from season 1. And I started halfway through season 2. Beginning of season 3. I could totally see it. Um, but if you've been watching since season 1. It was kind of set up. That it was the saver and the evil queen. The saber's going to save the queen. Um, and what better way to save somebody from themselves. Than to fall in love with the daughter of your enemy. So. And I really think that if. They had made Emma Swan, not Emma Swan, that she had been, you know, Prince, you know, what, Peter Swan, or, you know, something like that. Um, We would have seen them ending up together. uh, Because it just doesn't seem like you would have done it the way they, they did it in a different way. And it's very obvious that the ratings show that when those who were for Swan Queen tuned in, the ratings went up, and when the episodes that didn't focus as much on that, uh, the ratings went down. Um, so, I really do think that that kind of shows a prime example of we're being right nowadays, where you say you're going, this is a primary couple on the show. Um, and you do promos for it, and you even promote it up at Comic Cons and um, with your actors, but then you don't follow through with it. Uh, and I have to say, shame on the show's creators for doing that, because they played into it. And shame on Disney, because uh, they had a great opportunity, and ABC had a great opportunity you show a modern day LGBT fairy tale over the span of the six seasons and they didn't do that. Um, so shame on them. Uh, so now that you know where I stand on that, I'm going to move on to more queer painting and stuff. Um, I mean, on the other hand, you have shows uh, like Zena that was on in the 90s that you know they didn't start out with the idea that they were going to be a queer-friendly show. They started out with the idea of we're going to have a strong female lead who's kicking ass, just like we have Hercules on TV right now. And it developed a really strong lesbian following because of the relationship between Zena and Gabrielle. And over the course of the six seasons that I was on, they played to that and developed that relationship and basically we were like, yeah, that is true. And did that. Um, and to me, that's a, a good way of gearing your show to bring in a queer audience. Maybe not with the intent initially, but you eventually did. Um so yeah, so those now why I think queer being can still be used. Um I think queer being can still be used because there are LGBT people who fall under the queer umbrella, myself included, who need to see themselves represented on TV. Um, and while I don't like the idea of you drawing me in to then not give me that couple or those characters, the fact that it might be the only way to do it on a particular network based on the history of that network, um, is okay then. Like, ABC, I would have been fine with them doing that if they had just admitted that that's what they were going to do from day one but they didn't and they had a bunch of us on um, you know I was talking to one of my other fandom friends here um, and she was going over you know a lot of the queerbaiting that happens with Marvel um, and you know yeah there is and uh, whether that's good or bad uh, is debatable but it does happen Um, and the interactions with the actors show that however I do think that in some cases it's justifiable I mean you're going especially in comics you're going to read into what you want to read into um And comics have always been a way for those on the fringes to relate to society and to find a way to express their feelings. And therefore, I don't have a problem so much with comics. However, it's still a bad thing. I mean, take for instance, like Wonder Woman that just came out, which, by the way, I will do a Wonder Woman review just on this one because, well, maybe I won't. Um, I looked for a woman. I thought it was great. Uh, however, it did queerbait. Um, and it purposely queerbaited it because it knows it has a huge lesbian following. Um, and they played that up to get people in. And I mean, that was good for them. I mean, it was great box office numbers for a female action hero movie, which is fantastic. Um, however, you know, they cut out a lot of what makes Wonder Woman um, appealing in the later comic books. For those of us, you know, born after 1980, I read the later comic books. Um, which is the fact that you, and even maybe those, you know, who were teenagers in the 70s and watched the TV show. Um, but there was always a sunset. when Wonder Woman was bisexual. Um, and they kind of dropped that from the movie. But they still used it as a way to bring you in. And I don't know if I like that. And that's to me. That's bad Um So I don't know if it's it's a gray area. Is what I guess I'm trying to say. And I know that's hard for a lot of us that there can be a gray area because we want black and white. Um, this is good. This is bad. This is wrong. This is right. Um, and I don't know if the if there's the intention be wrong about it I think there's always the intention for good and then it becomes bad Um, and um, I'm going to to go into a little bit of like I'm going to date myself I was a teenager in the 90s Um, junior high and high school was the 90s for me Interesting time to be starting your coming out journey. Um, because first off, most teenagers didn't come out in the in the nineties. I mean, we were few and far between and we clung to each other like glue in our schools. If we did if we did find them 12 of us open in the school we're all going to be together and do stuff um, and as it's gone on it's expanded um, and it's just interesting um, I mean in my teenage years I went from seeing You know, few and far between celebrities coming out. Elton John, uh, Melissa Etheridge, uh, Katie Lane, uh, Emily Saylor, Amy Ray, all these like artists slowly coming out over a span of, you know, years to like all of a sudden boom, 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 boom. You know? And shows of gay leads that were stereotypical gay leads, but it was a gay lead. Ellen Jarris coming out and having a gay lead on TV. You know, Will and Grace coming out and having an openly obedient, gay, two openly gay male, you know, lead characters on TV. Um... You know, you also had queer vote that came on, followed by a word, followed by, you know, it was a series of things that you just were like, "Wow, TV is kind of moving forward." So I think as that was happening, we kind of had this expectation that queer main would go to the side and no longer be there. And while that's a good goal to have. Um, queer baby and also to me is the idea that we're going to bring an audience in who might otherwise not watch this show Um, I think a great example of that is Grey's Anatomy um, where I'm going to be honest I probably wouldn't have watched Grey's Anatomy if you hadn't had Kaylee You know, starting her coming out journey as being bisexual. Um, I was done with medical dramas. I was just like, nope, I watched ER, I'm good. And even ER is a great example. All the time, you had that Waverly who was gay on that show. Um, But that's a nurse story. (laughs) But, and I was watching ER way before that happened. And that was just a bonus. But I invested so much time in that medical drama that I was like, I don't need that medical drama I'm not going to watch Grace. I don't want to watch it. And then that happened. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to watch Grace. And but the Grace did it right, where they bade you in, and then they continued to have development of that character, relationship for that character, and then continued to have gay characters on there in different ways. And... That's one thing that we need to find in TV shows. Um, I have no problem with queerbaiting. If what it is, is you bringing in an audience and giving that audience what it wants. To me, that's queerbaiting. Like, there's any sort of baiting of a demographic is what TV shows are supposed to do. Now, you can do it positively or you can do it negatively. and. Recently, queer, they've gone back to queerbaiting negatively, saying, oh, we're going to give you this, oh, and now we're going to take it away. Oh, we're going to give you this, and now we're not going to do it anymore. The shows that really want to keep their audience are going to continue to keep those characters that draw in that audience and continue to move that plot line forward. Um, and that has to be the same with the movies, too. Like movies have to do the same thing. Wonder Woman has to do that, you draw it in an audience, you know that that audience is women and men who are queer. Watch Wonder Woman. Trans women, watch Wonder Woman. Trans men, watch Wonder Woman. Because it's about being an outsider in the modern world. And that being and what is a better description of that than Wonder Woman for the queer community? LGBTQA plus community, and if they don't do something with that and bring that in, I'm gonna be pissed at the DC franchise. I really will. Um, so, yeah, I really wish I had my friend here to with me, but she doesn't like doing podcasts. So maybe I'll get her at some point to come on. I know I will. Um, And this might be a continuation, like I might have to do a two part on this, because there's just so many ideas that can come out of this. I mean, the the final thing that I'm going to say for right now, I think, on all this is we're starting to see where the problem lies is we're now starting to see the same thing that's happened to gay and lesbian characters. For the past 30 years, since we had an openly gay character on a TV show in the 70s, um, and a couple of ones in the 70s and 80s, um, we're seeing the same thing now happen in for the trans community. And we need to make sure that the same thing doesn't happen. Them. Um, and that's why I use queer as a broad term because I think it's anybody whose gender or sexuality is used in TV to bring them in and then not follow through upon um, is bad queerbane positive queerbane is where you draw in the audience and then you continue to have them the fosters um Green Lantern, uh, Supergirl. Hopefully, will continue to be like that. Um, Wonder Earp will hopefully continue to be like that. These are shows that they bring in. They bring in. They're obviously saying, "Hey, LGBT community, we have your characters. Watch us," and they continue to have those characters. And that's what we need more of is bathing in that my this minority fraction and following through and developing the story. Um, if we don't do that, that's where the problem's going to be. And. say I don't know I I think that is about it for all that Um, but it is a problem and I did hear a phrase about like new queer baiting Um, and I don't know how I feel about that phrase yet Uh, I have to research it more Um, but I think that We need to move in a direction where television is and movies are bathing audiences and following through on what they're saying. Um, and that's where the problem is, is we're not is the producers and creators are not following through on what they're saying. Is going to be. And that's where the negative connotation comes. To me, I'm perfectly okay with being activated into a show. If you're trying to get me to watch, and part of the reasons why you want me to watch is because there's going to be a gay character on there, or the hint that there's a gay character on there, but follow through on it. Explain. Do not continuously make the same passages over and over, season after season, and not follow through one way or another. That's where I have the problem. Um, yeah, so I would love to hear your comments on this. I'm probably not going to respond to any of them. I'm working on because I'm kind of a little bit still trying to process everything that I've said here. Um, but use this as a way to debate this. Bad, in between, black and white, gray. Um, like I said, I'm probably going to get another episode, maybe get somebody on here with me in the future. So that is a two way conversation, not just me bouncing off my ideas and not having anybody to bounce them back onto. So, yeah. So, with that, I am going to leave it there. Because otherwise I'm going to continue to ramble more and more and more. And I don't know how i feel about that. I will give you my two thumbs up on Wonder Woman. As much as I went on Esprit about baiting in it. It's worth watching. Two, two thumbs up. Love it. Um, I'm guessing in my next podcast I do will be a review of it. Because I'll want to watch it one more time before I review it. So... And I've only seen it once, and I feel so bad that I've only seen it once. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to end that here. And I'm going to end it with peace, love, and joy to all of you out there in the same